Hello? 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 Where am I? I want to set you an arbitrary task disproportionate to the consequence of failure based on its difficulty. Oh. That sounds convoluted and unnecessary. You'll see in front of you is a pair of pruning shears and a rose bush, and below you is a well filled with acid. You must prune the rose bush to my standards within the next five minutes, or you will start to be lowered into the pit of acid. Wouldn't that make it harder to prune the rose bush? Exactly. Oh. I'm not act this isn't this isn't actually fair. I'm not I'm trying to teach you something, but I'm quite unhinged, so oh, you, you're not really going to learn anything. Listen, it's all right. We all have things. Um, yeah, do, like, do you this have is any... just my thing, and I don't really need crit. You know, I, I get everyone who I put in this well trap tries to crit me on it, and I'm just starting to feel a little bit pressured. No, no, it's okay. Um, Did, did you have any specific topiary requirements? Uh, did you want a specific design? If I tell you that, it makes it too easy. Oh, I see. I'm just going to go ahead and assume you wanted cock and balls, and I'm going to do cock and balls. Uh, cock and balls is fine. Okay, I'm just going to... These shears are really rusty. Yes. What? It makes pruning the, the thicker stems much more difficult. I feel like you're not catching on. Oh, I'm not supposed to succeed? I mean, you can succeed if you want. It's just, you're supposed to suffer. Oh, yes, I. it's miserable. But, um, you set me a task you don't, and- You didn't sound, you didn't really sound, like, didn't really buy that, honestly. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just, I, I actually, I have somewhat of a green thumb and, and you know, gardening is, well, is sort of my yeah, happy place. I... So you've sort of- it seems counterintuitive to set me a, a dangerous well, I was gardening task. I trying to taint that for you. Uh, oh. Look, I'm gonna... We'll start in ten minutes. I need a break. Okay. Um, alright then. You, you take your time. I'm just gonna carry on pruning this, this bush. Your character is called Weed Killer. Oh, that's so good! Because he's just, you know, he's pruning, he's he's getting rid of the weeds so that the yeah. other plants can grow yeah. stronger. Yeah, okay, so it's about survival of the fittest. Pruners. Yes, yeah, pruners <laughs> is... <laughs> Please intro us. Please end this. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Ambridge to Nowhere. I am one of the two people that talks on this show. And my name, they around here, they call me Alex. And I'm uh, a mean girl in a teen movie who Ray finds themselves grudgingly attracted to. And uh, this is uh, an Archer's adjacent podcast. 
in which <laughs> that's what we're graduating to now. I think archers adjacent. I think archers adjacent podcast is the best way of describing this. Um, I don't know what's been happening on the archers, but I assume that that it's been bad and that this our cold open had something to do with the spooky season that we've just gone through perhaps uh strangely no that no? was technically okay. christmas themed oh um, <laughs> i really remind christmas me issue. not to come over for christmas this year <laughs> hey each their own we've all got our holiday traditions <laughs> yep that's um your mine is you know setting fire to the pudding and then the house uh, and yours is elaborate gardening traps if we combined those, that'd be a very interesting holiday experience. <laughs> oh, man. Um. So, so, wait, that was Christmas? I don't... Well, okay, I'll explain. Um. So, do you remember Freddy? I remember the name. Okay. Do you remember anything about Freddy? This is my usual Alex test. Um, Let's see what they can do. Uh, hmm... Freddy. So, like, let's see what Alex can do. Freddy is the local. Is <laughs> is he the vet? <laughs> no, that's Jonathan. You know, Jonathan is like. The, the made-up character that you came up with last time we did this too. You said Jonathan last time God as well. damn it. I'm so convinced there's a Jonathan in Ambridge and it turns out it's such an Ambridge name. <laughs> it's like name. the one generic name that yeah. there isn't in Ambridge and you keep saying it. It's really funny. I don't... There's a Johnny, but there's no Jonathan. I don't know. Freddy is one of the twins. Freddy and Lily Pargeter who their mum runs Lower Loxley and their, um, you know, um, there's a trust fund there because their uh, dad was an inheritor, but they're not ready yet to inherit that. And that's kind of what this is about. Um, Freddie was the one who went to prison for a short stint for drug dealing. Oh, yeah, dr- dealing got- drugs in front of a cop. Yeah, he got... Uh, <laughs> yeah, he he dealt drugs at a cop's bachelor party. <laughs> yeah, because you know that's a smart. Because he's thing. a genius. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I support him, even though he's a big dummy. Um, I forgive him for being a big dummy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's well past him now, though. Um, he is the guy who would be set to inherit, you know, the trust at Lower Loxley and that whole estate. And everything it entails. Is that a big? Is that a big estate? I I don't remember what. It's reasonable. Is. I mean, any estate is an estate. You well, know, okay. But it's yeah. Is like it like a big Georgian manor house, or is it like when you say estate, you know, do you mean like Ford estate, and it's just a small car? You know, I think Lower Loxley is pretty big. I don't think it's like, you know, Winchester big, but I think it's reasonable. Winchester. Yeah, like Winchester Palace. Is that no? I'm thinking of Windsor Palace. Uh... Windsor no, or Westminster? Windsor Castle. <laughs> Windsor Castle. I really don't care about Britain, so. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Maybe I was meant, like, the whole with the Winchester pub from Shaun of the Dead. That's a that's a cultural touchstone I can I can get behind. Ban the monarchy. Install Simon Pegg. Should do. Someone should eventually do a compilation of me disrespecting England in this on this podcast. It's the super cut. It's the... just most of the show. <laughs> yeah, it's like tw- three it's hours, like two long. hours long. <laughs> um. Okay. So it's a large house it's a reasonably and... large estate okay great and he is set to inherit this because he is a man and he is a member of the bourgeoisie the bourgeoises yes the bourgeoises and um he is currently organizing the uh christmas show that they're going to do at lower loxley and that's kind of filling in the gap of linda because linda's not doing anything this year um, for because real, she she's for real not doing anything this year because she exploded. Absolutely. Well, she retired before this anyway, but it also doesn't help that she exploded. That she exploded and she is currently strewn across the floor all over Ambridge. <laughs> Small pieces of her are reanimating and trying to crawl back to their original host form. Yeah, she's actually been like a blob monster this entire time. She's no the thing, and no she one hit noticed. it so well. Yeah. Anyway, um, he's doing that, and at first his family was kind of worried, so that's his mum. Oh, God. Oof. Oh, I don't usually just suddenly blank on a name like this, except when I always do. Mrs. Pargeter. Some Pargeter. Mrs. Pargeter was sort of worried about it, but who was mostly worried was Lily, uh, which is his twin sister. And I think I've talked about this before, but Freddie's the idiot and she's the one who thinks that she's not an idiot. Um, You know, like the dynamic between all men and women on the archers. So... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So she was really worried because he wasn't listening to any of her ideas. And she was like, he always does this. He doesn't listen to any of my ideas. I'm so burdened on by having this brother. And I'm like, it's right, but you shouldn't say it. <laughs> it does sound like she is burdened upon by this brother. I mean, I don't but know also, them. Also, every time she opens her mouth, I'm kind of like, okay, calm down. Is she the breed of uh, aristocratic She's the one who's girls? married to the way... Yes, she's the one that's married. Uh, married. She's the one that's dating the really older dude, and she quit uni. Remember? Oh no! It's and she her. like thinks she's right about everything, including the fact that she's dating a forty-year-old. Yes. Oh, I... update by the way. I thought this update was important. Mm-hmm. He's still in the plot. You were I'd like so to sure he was going to all of get... our listeners yeah. for every time I promise that he's not going to be in the plot, and he's still in the Said plot. Said he wasn't going to be important. <sighs> who, who is who is that? That was the creepy older dude. Yeah. Does he does he have He's a name? The one... I can't remember. Yeah, Russ. Russ. You know. The yeah, most the... dodgy dealer name <laughs> in the entire world. Yeah, yeah, basically. So anyway, great. Um, so she's clearly just slammed correct. into my microphone. Let's see how that shows up on the audio later. <laughs> just so upset. Um, okay, so she is right, but she shouldn't say it. Um, yeah, well, he's 
it's true. He has a bad history of follow through. Um, but I can relate. I think I said this last time. No, I was saying I wasn't saying that about Freddy. I was saying that about Johnny. Like how I always hated him, but he really, really fucked up doing a bunch of money stuff, and I was like, I can't be mad at him because Big Mood did. <laughs> I'm also incompetent. Disaster characters that you used to hate and now have to find endearing. Well, yeah, otherwise... I mean they're teenage boys. Like, I wait, are they them. teenagers? Um. They're they're pushing they're pushing their um older years now. I mean okay. um Oh I, I guess if they're think... twins they're the same age, right? That's how that works. Yeah, I mean I think f- they're both twenty now, Freddie and Lily. I okay. can never remember. So she how dropped old out of is. uni, so like I guess they're Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Ugh. She dropped her out of Manchester U. So, as I was saying, he's organizing that Christmas show and they were really worried and um Mrs. Pargeter um, got told by the trustee board she was telling them that Freddie was doing the show and they were like, oh, if you're really sure. And she was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And they're like, well, you have to understand that his reputation will be attached to whatever he does as a former drug dealer. And she's like, they're like, this is how I sound when I'm, uh, this is a one-off character that's been introduced and I've been cast specifically because I can sound like there are multiple bits of marshmallow stuck up my nose. <laughs> I'm a trustee. I'm a trustee. I was assigned trustee at birth. <laughs> Do you want to? Do you want to hear a funny thing about me? Call up post myself. You know that whole joke about uh, people doing a cab or cops are bastards, but they say assigned cop at birth. I thought that was the original meaning of a cab. <laughs> You're quiet. I I I moved my head too quickly and the mic stopped recording. <laughs> <laughs> I moved my head too fast. Just the my, joke was too funny. The joke was too funny. Um, yeah. It's not really a joke. It's just like how little I pay attention to pop culture, really. <laughs> you just thought that ACAB was a signed cop at birth. Yeah, I mean, that's way funnier than all cops are bastards, you've got to admit. <laughs> Both can be true. <laughs> Both are true. <laughs> and one is one is funnier to me to say assigned cop at bastards you already know you already know i think assigned at birth is hilariously funny to say and i think it's a really really useful phrase but also it's really hilarious to say because it's just so chunky (laughs) Um, all those syllables (laughs) birth (laughs) i don't like the way you say that (laughs) (laughs) you're not supposed to really Uh, (laughs) um so they basically were ju- going to judge him whether or not he should fucking get his trust fund and inherit Lower Loxley based on how well he's going to do this Christmas show. So that was my whole joke at the start. Right. Like assigning arbitrary value to ridiculously inane tasks. 
but surely he can't fuck this up. I mean, I think he's going to do okay. The only reason it would go really badly, he's got an idea now, which was what they were worried about. The only reason it was going to go badly was going to be the Christmas pantomime disease of the archers, which is you contact every single person in the village and everyone says no. And then you have to use blackmail and emotional manipulation. So he's in, he's crossed the stage where he asks every single person in the village. And now he's being coached by Linda on um, how to, you know, uh, make friends and uh, force them to be in your Christmas show. (laughs) Malcolm Gladwell's how to get people in your panto. Yeah, and um, I sent you, if you remember, I sent you a little message before we started recording where I was like, Linda's doing a power monologue because I was finishing yes. catching up right before. And uh, she was, she was, she did her Linda voice where she's scheming. And I was like, here we go, here we go. And it lasted like 10 minutes and she uh, cut up into segments of her coaching Freddie. And she's like, you won't believe it, Freddy, but I always have difficulty getting people to be in my shows. It's not an easy thing. You just have to appeal to their sense of civic duty. And then you have to figure out what makes each one of them tick and get under their skin and then cut their skin up. I'm maybe exactly <laughs> what she was saying. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, um, and she was going through a couple of different people um, who she kind of uses weak links. Although she um, obviously, you know, uh, Freddie was like, what about Jim? Because he did the Halloween show last year. He did them spooky tales. Should I go after him? And she's like, oh no, you can't go after Jim. He's, I have to say, n- nothing will sway him. Persuasion, blackmail, bribery, cajoling. He's immune. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. She recognizes a fellow player. <laughs> He's got only his... two people playing the game of chess he's... in the village, and everyone else is pawns. He's yeah, he's got his own game to play, you know. Fucking he... bunting bandit. He's king out... of the village. He's out here with his own schemes. This Ambridge ain't big enough for two schemers. Mm. Mm-hmm. But she recommended to go after Neil. Oh, uh, she recommended appealing to Lillian's sense uh, sense of like narcissism, and I was like, I mean, you should say it. <laughs> That's because they convinced her to be the wife of Bath by showing her the outfit and shoes she'd get to wear, and she was like, "Well, <laughs> I suppose." <laughs> I want to do her laugh. Fucking Lillian's laugh is so iconic. She's like, "Ah." <laughs> It's like a real, like, old, crazy old lady laugh. It was like, it sounded like a French chef having a, yeah. like, breakdown. <laughs> she, like, does that laugh where she purses her lips together and goes, It's really disturbing. the rest of the episode was me? It's 45 me. minutes of you just going, She'll do that, oh, oh, oh. No one, do- no one does that. Like, well, and, she does. And, 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 you have and to means believe it. it. You have to. You have to believe it, my 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 good companion. I... <sighs> um. Okay. So, what is my, the Christmas my show? Vic- my victim. <laughs> Trapped. That's why I like uh, to think of you when we do this. Um. Uh, what, what is the Christmas show? Is it a pantomime? 
No, no. Um, it's gonna be like a variety show with oh, the royal songs variety and poems oh, and shit. and a I dog. Mean, they did say it, and I was kind of like a guitar okay. playing parrot. I don't think it's gonna be that kind of variety <laughs> show, but and we eight can imagine. strippers and a whale together. At last. The start of a very weird joke. Eight strippers, a whale, and a guitar playing parrot walk into a bar. Uh, something, something, uh, sperm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why the sea is so salty. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, okay, so it's not a pantomime. Did Have they done a pantomime mm. in the past? For Christmas? Yeah, for Christmas. Or Lower Loxley. I mean, that's all they do, Christmas pantomimes. We've talked about this before. That's what Linda's game is. That's, that's but she's not doing it this year. No. So who's doing the panto? So Oh, sorry. So the Loxley show There's is no different. There's no panto. There's no panto. So the Loxley show it's is just... different from the panto. Or yes. it's taking place of it because, because of... As, as Linda said at the start of her wonderful power speech, she was like, you know, it's no easy task me having to do this every year. Every single year there's no Christmas pantomime. Everyone complains and goes on at me like it's my fault when really, of course, if they want to panto, they should do it to themselves if but they're going to complain. But you know that she wouldn't allow that. She well, says that Freddie she did won't. was like, "Are you interfe- Are you are you getting involved again?" And she was like, "No, I'm just giving you my advice, Freddie." And I genuinely think she's being good this time. It really seems like she's being good. Okay, like she's but, just giving him advice. But allow me to pitch that uh, in in the same way that uh, you know, in in later years of a movie franchise, they bring in the young rookie who gets trained by the mastermind to take on the ropes because the older actor is getting mm-hmm. up there in age and is going to retire. They they were going to do it with mm-hmm. the Mission Impossible franchise in like the fourth one, but they got uh I didn't know that. Yeah, so in I've the in the fourth one never was, seen a Mission Impossible movie. Rogue Nation. They were like, "Oh, Tom Cruise is getting a bit old. He's just going to go to an executive producing situation." But then the movie flopped because who did they get to be the young up-and-comer? Why, of course, it was Jeremy Renner, mm. who is about six months younger than Tom Cruise. <laughs> and also I can't believe, not very I can't charismatic. Believe, uh, Hollywood standards regarding, uh, you know, like men men's age and how like they have lower standards on them for aging out of the industry has finally actually bitten them in the ass yeah um what i the point i was making somehow is that i i envision envisage uh linda coaching freddie to take on the reins as panto queen uh and ultimate schemer of the village and so she's gonna take a background position kind of like the emperor I mean, with darth they vader have been buddies ever since he saved her life so right exactly and it's like it's it's darth vader and the emperor so she's gonna train up young anakin <laughs> skywalker and turn <laughs> him to any the... the things you could have chosen and you chose that i respect you so much <laughs> I have no other frame of fucking reference. Fucking Archer's equivalent of the fucking uh, Emperor's theme, like Darth Vader's theme. Like, they just do like a... 
like, oh, do you prefer, do you prefer the Empire theme with like piddly, piddly fiddles? Or do you prefer um, the Archer's theme with like a full, like dramatic minor key orchestra? Uh, definitely the, definitely the latter. Because right, the, okay. the sort of lilting melody with dramatic God, drums in the background. Scene? The, like, bum, ba bum, ba bum, ba bum, ba bum, ba bum, ba bum. Well, you're still in the major key, see, so we need to oh. identify this in the minor key. I'll modulate it. <laughs> <laughs> You're just doing if you go down to the woods today. <laughs> well, I'm fully adapting it. <laughs> Don't make fun down... of me because I know you enjoyed that. I can tell I... by on your face you were it having really, a really good time. Great. If you go down to the woods today, you're sure to find Linda and Freddy in a corner scheming. <laughs> Um, yeah. God, if you slow it down even more and add yourself in some uh, poorly, poorly lit dramatic objects with dust floating on them, you got yourself a one-off uh, BBC murder drama right there. <laughs> God, I hate those. Hi BBC. <laughs> Hi again. It's it's us again. You've not responded, but we, <laughs> we thought we'd leave you another message. Um so yeah, that's my prediction is that she's going to train him up and he'll take on the reins as leading schema and she'll become more of the figurehead uh and direct all inquiries through him. Uh, and he'll so be she'll get of... a cloak and she'll be sitting on a chair and she'll yeah, wait yeah, yeah. And he'll be the muscle. You know, she'll have her hand out of the cloak. It's the only thing you can see. And she's like, yeah, Go. And she like gets a glass of Go. red wine or whatever, brings it back into Go her cloak. Recruit Pip Archer to be in the panto. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just, I was, I was excited. That would be really for... funny. Sorry, you're saying yeah. I, I just I I wanted to I was excited for the the prospect of a panto, but I guess it's I guess it's not meant to be this year. Um, also, probably not a good idea to have a pantomime during the middle of. I like mean, you a... really can't follow Canterbury Tales that they did. Like that's yeah. I'm, I it was that just and... genuinely good. I mean, they're all talented voice actors, and they just did Canterbury Tales. I was like, yeah. I'm having time all my life. Okay, so I have a question for you. If you were in Ambridge, and oh, no. you needed. Uh, you were required for the pan the not the pantomime the the variety show. What would Freddie have to appeal to? Uh, so you know he's having to appeal to people's sense of vanity, to their you know their civic duty. What has he got on you that you can? What has he got rope, me? Rope you in. I think it would be it would be the. I think it would be the situation where I'd be like, I'd do what I always did at uni, where I'd be like, I'm really, really busy, because I always was. And then they'd talk to me more about the idea, because they know I'm a fucking manic pixie dream girl, and someone gets talking to me about, like, an idea, and I get really excited, and I'll have to, like, hide the excitement in my eyes about about their passion project and how passionate I am about their passion. 
and just like have to hide the light in my eyes with with as dark a cloud as possible um and then eventually they're like um but i really want to know um i just you know i know you said you can't do anything i was really looking forward to your input on the project because i just really value your opinion on these things so basically appealing to just getting you passionate about it and then guilting you. i mean it's it's it, it's not really guilt so much as it is appealing to my um like self-worth issues because as soon as someone reminds me as that some, they like as soon as value someone values my you creative yeah, yeah. intelligence i'm like do you want to be my best friend yeah i get that that's fair <laughs> so they would have to like ask me my opinion on it and they'd be like we all sort of like okay so you don't want to do it but can i ask you your opinion on some things and then i get gradually get more and more involved and then i realize i'm doing half of the planning and i'm like shit just reeling you in with compliments and value i mean that's like affirmations that's one of the things i'm reminded of now we're talking about this that annoyed me when i was listening to this plot line because they did a whole setup line that was supposed to be a joke with freddie where it transitioned out and he was like all i gotta do is convince a bunch of people to be in it how hard can it be and i was like i know that they're just doing a hammy archers set up but also i want to fucking deck him in the face having actually organized a ton of very shut the fuck up (laughs) i have never been more stressed in my life than i have been trying to wrangle 20 people who won't show up on time (laughs) freddy we've both been there that's yeah yeah Uh, um i mean janet's on this fucking call it's just all of us just all stress janet is is the producer martyr that we all dreamed that we could be um i think to get me to to do the the christmas thing uh yeah he'd need to appeal to how embarrassing it would be just like how awkward it would be to try and get someone else to do it and just like appeal <laughs> appeal to the idea of public mortification you're taking the bullet yeah like the idea of <laughs> the idea that if i can't if i don't do it then it'll either go completely undone or be really shit uh, oh yeah because i mean the civic duty thing would work on me too because i would like be terrified of it going wrong like every time I say no to something and then I see how it turns out and I don't think it's good enough, I feel awful. Like I'm such a control freak. Yeah, absolutely. I know you are too. Yeah, exactly. So so someone was like, <laughs> Oh, but if you don't do it, we're gonna you know, we'll have to change the I'm like, Oh god, it's not gonna go exactly according to plan if I don't do everything. Hand it all over. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's the thing, is I'm not gonna as usual, when I'm directly calling someone out, I'm not going to name names or be any specific, but there are certain projects where I saw, you know, I saw the train slow motion crashing into the into the barrier, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you just stood on the, on the platform, just like, whoop. Uh, I guess this is another delayed train. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, uh, you know, I heard that someone said, hey, that I think that train isn't stopping. And I'm like, they probably know. They, they know they're not stopping. <laughs> and then it gets a bit late and I'm like, they might not know that they're 
gonna crash. <laughs> Whoops. Like the guy on the Titanic. That well, sometimes saw the you iceberg. yell, "Hey!" Sometimes you yell, "Hey!" Uh, oh yeah, it's, Titanic's actually a better metaphor because you, you, it's more. You, you saw you're like the yelling, iceberg like, "Hey, hey, like, sir! Yeah. There's an iceberg!" And they're like, "Okay, yeah, we'll deal with that." And you're like, "You sure you're gonna? You sure you're gonna deal with that? You sure? Like, I can help?" And they're like, "No, no, no! We got it! We got it!" And I'm like. Okay, because he's still not doing anything. So, um, my side would definitely if you've be. Got it. <laughs> oh, guys, um, I, I'd like see the iceberg, and I'd be like, yeah, but I can't have been the only one to notice the iceberg. I'm sure they've got. Oh, it. that I'm too. Sure, yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah, that yeah. they will have seen the iceberg. So I just won't say anything, uh, and then well, it will the be like. There's the thing as well, where they're like, oh, Je- Jerry's helping us, and I'm like, where's Je- where's Jerry? Jerry's coming. Great. Oh. I'm sure Jerry will see the iceberg, and then it's like three days later, yeah. and they still haven't seen the iceberg, and I'm like, oh, now it's too late to say anything because if I say anything <laughs> no. now, they're like, well, why didn't you tell us three days ago? And like, I thought Jerry had it. Well, there's the thing as well when you're like, okay, you said you had it, and then they crash, and they're like, oh my god, we're crashing. No one said anything. Um. Okay. Let's let's move on from this Christmas show. Um, oh, remember I mentioned the gold coins that they found, the Saxon coins that they found? Oh, yeah, the Saxon horde. Yeah. So they got the, the, like, archaeologists came and shit and and dug a bunch of shit up. And they're gone now, though, from uh, Brookfield Farm. Uh, But Ben, yeah, I remember characters' names. Ben got a little bit of a crush on one of the archaeologists' girls. Ellie. Ooh. Um, he's a bit of a sapiosexual, I think. Just and... loves loves a woman who knows how to dig a hole. <laughs> Don't we all? Um, loves a woman who likes getting down and dirty, you know. That's mm. <laughs> yeah. That was much was less actually, subtle mine than mine. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Ayo. Anyway, um, lo- loves a woman who likes eating dirt. Lo- lo- oh. Is that better? Loves a woman who knows her bone-toothed comb from her rock splint fire lighter. That was real good. I like that. Thanks. <laughs> Just picking picking bronze age. I do uh, find that very attractive in a woman. I do. I do find uh, a paleontolic knowledge very attractive in any prospective like, partner. Uh, it's like foreplay for me. Just like say sediment, really. <laughs> Geologists make me rock hard. Um, And I had a relate moment to Ben where his mum was like, oh, well, if you're free and you're worried about it, just send her a message saying, like, how you doing? And he's like, I can't say that. That's needy. She was like, what? Like, how are you doing? And he was like, yeah, I can't just send her a message saying hello. And I was like, yeah, you can't do that. You you have to send out psychic waves, just sort of <laughs> yeah. like you have to I'm thinking of Long you, and then it. you just like vibe out into the universe, so, and then nothing happens, uh, and then you blame yourself, right? That's so. Susan has her radio show. You remember that, right? Uh, yep. Yeah, that's code for no. I'm ca- yes. I can tell that you don't, but for the sake <laughs> of continuity, we'll move on. Um, Susan has her radio show, and she. Uh, sent Roof Archer a message being like, 
hey, can someone from the family come on the show and talk about the dig site? You know, buried treasure. She loves that gossip. And Ruth is like, fuck no, because we do not want that publicity. Like, do not want people knowing there's supposedly coins on our farm, which there fucking isn't. Like, they're not going to find anything. Like, they've already done all the digging they're going to do. All the significance is gone. But uh, Ben overhears this and he wants to do it. He wants to go on the show because that will give him an excuse to talk to Ellie again. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, wants that specific excuse. And Ruth's like, okay, well, too bad. You can't. He comes up with this whole ludicrous fucking supposedly Machiavellian, but actually very convolutedly dumb scheme. Mikey. Where he tells his. Mikey, Machiavellian. It's the yeah, dumbass brother of Machiavelli. Machiavellian. Machiavellian would have been better. <laughs> I prefer Machiavellian. Um, so he tells his mum that Susan uh, ran into him. And he said, oh, we can't do it. But then she told him, oh, you should come on the show and talk about what it's like being a student during covid um but really he actually went to susan himself and said i will do it and then went and told his mum that he was doing for the student thing and then he was like to rory on the phone he was like and i'm gonna make it seem like when she asks me the questions about the dig site i'm gonna be like really surprised that she's asking me about that because i was, wasn't expecting to be on a show for that oh, I'm like, dude how dude, how okay. interesting that she's prepared like 25 questions about a dig site <laughs> And none about being a student. And he's like, and I'm not going to mention the name of the farm or anything. Like, I'm not going to say any locations. And then he does it, answers a ton of questions, and does say a bunch of locations. And now the fucking Brookfield archers just have a ton of shady fuckers showing up and breaking their locks and their fences so they can get onto the land and do detectorist shit. <laughs> the detectorists um, have showed up. <laughs> yeah. Including local Eddie, but every time they catch him on the land, he keeps pretending like he's looking for other people doing it. And they come, but they found his his uh, metal detector, thinking it was someone else's, and confiscated it. And he's like, "Shit!" <laughs> like they found him crouching behind a thing because he was the one who originally went to them in the first place, so he could get rid of the competition and like oh told them God. there was a bunch of people on their land. I'm like, these are the points where I don't get behind you, Eddie. Like, you're going too far this time. And now he's been tasked with helping keep people off the land. And Will's like, well, that's great. It's great that you're doing that for them. And he's like, yeah, I gotta make sure no one else There's the only reason I can give for being there. <laughs> to keep other people off. He's like a corrupt cop. Amazing. <laughs> he's like, I fill in all my holes after he's done. <laughs> Now that's what I look for in a man. After he's done digging them, at least. Oh man, my um, accents have been like super on point. This oh, like, just I'm truly really incredible. It's like I'm. Like, it's like I'm really listening to the show. You know. Yeah. Like Frankly, you, you could do entirely just like they could all be from Australia, as far as I know. <laughs> there is no one with an Australian accent. I hate to tell you this. We. Probably don't have enough time there, but uh, Rex and Toby are getting kicked off their land. Rex is being a piss boy about it, even though he's like a fucking renter. Like, calm down, dude. Okay, piss boy, piss boy. We're done. <laughs> That's it? Maybe All right. I'll elaborate more on that in the future. Okay, great. Uh... 
Oh, five minutes on Piss Boys, Janet says. Great, okay, go. great. So who? Um, I can't remember who Rex is. Rex and Toby are the Fair Brothers. Um, they are descendant of the family of the Grace, you know, the Ghost Rider Grace. And, yes. Um, uh, they both rent from the Brookfield Archers. They lease the land. Uh, Rex does that for the pig business, which he took over from Neil Carter. Wow, I'm doing so great today. Um, and uh, Toby has a uh, gin distillery. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, yeah. Yes. He makes I botanical gins. That. Yes. Um, in a nice little deliberate subversion that they did, Rex was very chill about being kicked off um, because he was like, hey, these things happen. It's your land. I always knew this was a temporary thing. Um, you know, plus this is good for your future and my child's future because I don't know if you remember this, but he has a child with Pip Archer. Uh, they're not married or anything, though. It was out of wedlock. Okay. Disgusting. Um, yeah. <laughs> bastard child. Um, no, they do. They do really well, weirdly. Like, who would have thought that Pip, Pip Archer and Toby, Toby Fairbrother would be very competent uh, joint custody parents, but they do fine. I'm sure they'll run into some ridiculous drama later on, but anyway, um, Rex, however, is being a little piss boy about it because he's like, You betrayed us. You're just trying to get your own, you fucking, you archers, you fuck everyone over as soon as you, like, get what you want, like, archers, as soon as they want something, they're all nice and smiles, but. What are they using the land for once they've kicked the Fairbrothers off? Um, to expand their egg and uh, egg business and expand the cowherd in oh, the space that the egg eggs. business was using. Yeah, it's fun to plant more eggs. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. They actually made a really... I actually made a joke. There was a good moment that I kind of liked where uh, Pip was talking to it about Toby and she was like, oh, he's going to expand the eggs. <laughs> And Toby said that's probably unpleasant for the egg, uh, for the chickens. <laughs> and I was like, ah! Oh! And she was like, no, 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 the business. And he was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Three brain cells like... in the pair of them. <laughs> oh, it's man. really funny to me that, um, to be honest, in some specific ways, Toby really is the common sense one of the three of them, even though he's like the ha that the give it a go character, if you know what I mean. Because like, you know, he had all these different businesses and he was always letting people down and being a bit of an idiot. But he's got like, he's really savvy because of that, because he lives his life that way. He's like easy come, easy go, easy breezy. Uh, knows how to talk to people, knows how to turn a phrase. You know, it's different types of intelligence. He's low intelligence, high wisdom. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. I was going to say high charisma. High charisma. Medium intelligence. You know, low wisdom. He yeah. He's a sorcerer. <laughs> His innate magical abilities to make yeah. gin. I mean, he's a fucking warlock, really. Gin warlock. <laughs> gin warlock. <laughs> God, I want to make that now. Oh. I've been making a lot of character one of characters recently. I'm Pact of the booze. I mean, just like two, like a fucking booze, booze demon. Great. Fucking, fucking debauchery demon. 
<laughs> yeah, I made a deal with um, uh, Bacchus. D- don't you mean you're a cleric? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't worship him. <laughs> he pays me. I respect him. <laughs> <laughs> I respect and fear him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's been a piss boy about it. Um, and she was like, don't betraying you. It's a, It was a temporary lease. And, you know, I, I don't much fancy this attitude, sir. Um, by the way, he does have a very bad history with the archers, particularly Josh Archer, with them, Josh Archer fucking him over. So he's kind of acting on his, like, Archer-based PTSD and reacting the way he's reacting. He has But he is concerns. also being a piss boy. Well, yeah. He's reacting based on, uh, you know, ed- fucking goose-based trauma, but... <laughs> where Where is he going to put the pigs now, though? Well, he's going to move somewhere else. Oh, man. Well, okay. I am excited yeah. about this Christmas development and the both Machiavellian and Machiavellian plots that we've got going on. The Free Brothers... Mackie, Mocky, and Mikey. <laughs> Only one of them ever went down in history, but but we're here to tell you the real story behind the Evelian brothers. Six. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thank you, thank you for updating me on this. Uh, mm-hmm. I I've very much I I'm not in the festive spirit, but I'm I look forward to uh, hopefully next time we talk. You know. Pepping me up with that, that lower Loxley Christmas joy, or if not, we can at least you know commiserate in festive misery. I'll bring eggnog. Yeah, that's my holiday tradition. I don't know about you. (laughs) Mine is to sit quietly in a room for six hours and weep. Um, So (laughs) until that time, uh, (laughs) until we weep again. I With tears in. <laughs> I am an android, and my name is Alex A seven three X. That's pretty good. Yes, good choice. Um, and I, um, oh, what's the opposite of an android? It's like a vampire. <laughs> it's like rock paper scissors, you know. It's like vampire. robot vampire werewolf. <laughs> okay. Robot beats vampire. Vampire beats werewolf. Werewolf beats robot. Yeah, no, that 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 tracks. <laughs> that it does track, doesn't it? That took me like I I'm I'm glad I got that so quickly. Anyway, uh, make sure to close the gate on your way out, or most horrifyingly of all the things we've suggested so far, your cows may join a board of trustees. Oh. <laughs> Bye. Bye.